microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a streaming freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Warriors, well, Warriors 3, the Revolutionaries, the Compatriots, <laughs> whatever we are. It is Brett, Derek, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? Hello, hello. Doing all right. I've been some kind of sinus issue the last couple of days. Oh, I've <laughs> I've had I had that since the 29th of December. I think this is the best <laughs> I've sounded yet since in the three weeks that we've been back recording. Um, just to knock it out of the way, want to email us? Email us at webegeeks at webegeeks.net. Check out the website. Check out our affiliates at um, Superhero Stuff and at Ripped Apparel. Their links are on the right-hand side of the homepage. Support them. Help support us at no additional cost to you. Also, too, check out currently our T Public store, which you can find that link in our menu bar. Uh, they're running a $14 t-shirt sale which means other stuff's on sale on the site as well. So check that out. Um, get your Weeby Geeks merchandise. Got a couple sh- shirt designs up there. One, which I debated almost making the new logo, but I'm not. It's kind of based on the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Star-Lord t-shirt. That's up there. The regular logo t-shirt's up there. So uh, check that out. Um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at Weeby Geeks. On Instagram, at Weeby Geeks. That covers all three shows. And uh, website is WeebyGeeks.net. So, alrighty. Right into first story, 90th year of the Oscars, and the nominees are out. And when I heard nine films for Best Picture, I'm like, okay, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Five that. max. <laughs> right. So. And I haven't seen one of them. I, I've seen part of one of them, and it's been rough finishing it for me personally. It's Which one? Dunkirk, and it's just not holding my interest. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's one of those I have to, I'm, I watch a little bit of it, and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to move on to something else. Mm. But the other nominees are Call Me By Name, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, The Shape of Water, the Post and Phantom Thread. I've only have, heard of two of these. I've, I've heard of all of them, but I've only seen Get Out, and I wanted to see The Shape of Water. I, yeah, I, it looked interesting how the movie poster went and went to see Star Wars. Shape of Water, yeah, I heard, is basically a creature of the lab of the Black Lagoon turned chick flick. Mm, it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. He's allowed one chick flick every so often, isn't he? <laughs> I'm so surprised about Get Out. I, I would have never thought. I thought it was just some horror film or something that wouldn't be that, that big. But here it is with the Oscar nomination. Oh, no. Uh, it was, it, it's pretty big. <laughs> Did you like it? I liked it. I was really enjoying it until the big reveal at the end. And then I was kind of disappointed. Uh, kind of like I am Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, actually, a lot it, like that. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Yeah, Lama Ding Dong. I don't know. Do we go ahead and do our Oscar pick now? Who we think is going to win this? Do you think Get Out has a chance being a horror film? 
Hmm, maybe. I'm thinking it's going to come down to either Get Out, Shape of Water, or Darkest Hour. I think Call Me By Your Name. I agree with you, Mike. And watch it go to the post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, probably. I would like to see The Darkest Hour because I love Churchill. So that'd be Yeah, Gary Oldman is Churchill. Oh, my. When I saw the trailer for that, I'm like, no, that's Gary Oldman? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um... Nominee for actor in a leading role. Hey, there's only five of them. Mm. Um, Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis from Phantom Thread. Daniel Kalua from Get Out. Gary Oldman from Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington from Roman J. Israel Esquire. And again, I've only seen Get Out, so. Yeah. He was really good. I hope this goes to to Gary Oldman, though. Because, I mean, that's an amazing change Mm. for him. (laughs) I think it's a Washington was in another movie. I've heard of it. Um, yeah. I think he was a lawyer in that one. Yeah. Actress in a leading role. Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie in I, Tonya. Meryl Streep in The Post. And Sarah Rosie Ronan in Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that goes to either Sally Hawkins or Margot Robbie. Robbie. Really? You think so? Uh, yeah. I would have, she would have been the one. That's such a weird movie. I don't know. I know. Probably going to be Meryl Streep. Probably. Uh, actor in a supporting role, Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project. Hmm. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Richard Jenkins, Jenkins The Shape of Water. Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World. From what I saw in the in the teasers for this, I, I kind of like Christopher Plummer the best. Mm. Uh, actress in a supporting role, Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, mm. Allison Janney, I, Tonya, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water, and Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird. I almost want to see Laurie Metcalf win this. I have a feeling if The Shape of Water wins the Oscar, I think that uh, it's going to fall down to the... Yeah, but remember, Best Pictures Best Picture is always the last one announced. Yeah. So, see, this is where I agree. If they do five for Best Animated Feature, they only need to be doing five for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Nine is too much. So, Best Animated Feature, Born, or uh, The Boss Baby, which I was surprised with. Everybody was. <laughs> yeah. The Breadwinner, Coco. Ferdinand, which I think everyone's surprised with that one, too. Mm-hmm. And Loving Vincent. I think it's going to be Coco. Yeah. I probably I heard a lot of buzz about that one. Mm-hmm. My family. I haven't. Literally, I saw the trailer. For- My family loved it. Really? Yeah. Cinematography, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Ooh. Hour, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Mudbound. I'm gonna say, I've only seen Blade Runner. I'm going to say it's going to be a toss-up between Blade Runner and Darkest Hour. I'm going to I'm going to go with Blade Runner. That movie was beautiful. Yeah. Gonna see it. Costume design, Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, mm-hmm. Phantom Thread, Victoria and Abdul in The Shape of Water. That's kind of surprising with all the buzz that Beauty and the Beast had, but that's their only nomination so far. Yeah. I thought they, would have, uh, yeah. I thought they could have been in the best picture. Uh, best director, Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk. See, I didn't realize that was Christopher Nolan. 
Mm-hmm. That can explain part of my problem with the film. <laughs> um, Get Out, Jordan Peele, which surprised me that that was him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, Phantom, Th- Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, and Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. I would like to see Jordan Peele win the Oscar for that. Yeah, yeah. Because it would just, it would shake so many things up. Yes. And it would be, be a nice change. Uh, documentary feature, Abacus, Small Enough to Gel, uh, <laughs> Faces, Places, Icarus, Strong Island, and Last Man, Last Men in Aleppo. Anybody want to guess how many of those I've seen? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen them all, haven't you? I have, yes. You're not a big documentary uh, watcher there, Derek? <laughs> Unless it's about toys or something else I care about, not usually. <laughs> um... Oh, speaking of which, next week we got Brian Volk, Volk Weiss, Volk Weiss. We'll have to find out from him. Uh, executive producer of The Toys That Made Us and creator on the show. I can't wait. Yeah. So. I, I want to know from him. Was it creepy when he was in the in the house of the the one Barbie executive with that that chair chair in the background? Yeah, that's all I could focus on every time they went. Who, <laughs> apparent, went to- who apparently has the, its own Facebook page? I think. <laughs> um, do- documentary short subject Edith and Eddie Heaven is a traffic jam on the 405 Heroin, knife skills And traffic stop I like knife skills uh, f- Film editing Paul, uh, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, Three Billboards Outside, Ebbing, Missouri, and Shape of Water. I've been hearing a lot of good things about Baby Driver too Yeah, uh, Foreign language film I'm going to attempt this in a foreign accent a fantastic woman. It's not working that way. What it, accent was that supposed to be? I, I have no have clue. No clue. <laughs> and there's the echo. And there's the echo. Again. Uh, uh, the insult. The insult. As I'm going to repeat myself. As I'm going to repeat myself. <laughs> As everyone's going to repeat themselves. Everyone's going to repeat themselves. This is all strange. And there it goes again. Yay! Technical glitch. Um, you were in loveless. <laughs> And there goes the dog again. Ooh, the dog's out. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, where did I... How do, I forgot how to add a mark to this. Joyce still remember how to run software. It's a marker. There we go. So, um, the insult. Loveless, on body and soul, and the square. Now, makeup and hairstyling. Really? That's all their choices? What? For makeup and hairstyling? Yeah. Yeah, three. Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. Wow, did they blow it on that category? Yep. Now, music, original score, Dunkirk, (laughs) Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside, Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, wait. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. John Williams, his 51st author nomination. Is it? Yes. Wow. I believe he now holds the record for most nominations. Wow. You sound like the uh, voiceover guy on the the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) William now holds the record for most Oscar nomination. Uh, Music, original song. Mighty River from Mudbound. Never heard it. Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name. Remember me Uh, from Coco. Never heard him. This is me from The Greatest Showman. And Stand Up for Something from Marshall. Nope. Uh, Production Design, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, The Shape of Water, and Dunkirk. 
I've only seen two of those movies. One I'm proud of, Blade Runner, and the other one I went to see with my wife. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, I saw it with the family. Um, short film animated, Deer Basketball, Garden Party, Lou, Revolting Rhymes, and Negative Space. Uh, short film live action, The Cobb Elementary, The Eleven O'Clock, My Nephew Emmett, Watu Wot, All of Us, and The Silent Child. That's sound, sound editing, Baby Driver. <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. Ooh, yeah. Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. And I think this is my favorite category so far. <laughs> See, this, this, this is, this is the, these are the categories I'm into because if I was in film, this would be the stuff I'd be doing, the editing and, and mixing. Mm. Uh, sound mixing, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Visual effects. Ah. Oh, geek revolution. Yeah, this is my favorite category. <laughs> yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes. Kong Skull Island. There were some yes. good visual effects in that. Yes, there were. War for the Planet of the Apes and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh. That is going to be <laughs> such a, a hard, for geeks, that's like a hard category to go because they were all good. Yeah. Uh, writing, adapted screenplay, Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan. Logan. Mudbound and Molly's Game. Writing, original screenplay, The Big Sick, The Shape of Water, Get Out, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Lady Bird. And that's it. Well, there's a lot of chances for a lot of movies to like sweep this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shape uh, of Water. Now, I thought... Um, thought Logan got more than just just that nomination. They did. Uh, they actually got, I believe it was five of them. Uh, actually, I think that is the only one. Yep. No, I thought I read somewhere else it got a couple of them. It was nominated. Oh. Well, why don't, Wait, you bring us, why don't you bring us the story from... Uh, I was just about to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like it says, Wolverine, Logan might actually be about to make history. Uh, it has been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay, as we just mentioned. Uh, go away, Ed. Uh, the screenplay was written by Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green. Uh, adapted from a story by Mangold, uh, co-host Wolverine, created by Roy Thomas, Len Wein, and John Romita Sr. And Len Wein just died, didn't he, recently? Yes. yes. So, unfortunately, he won't get to see his character win. But uh, The other nominees in category, as you mentioned, Call Me By Your Name, Disaster Artist, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Uh, and 20th Century Fox, a Disney company, CEO <laughs> Stacy Snyder. Not quite uh, yet. Quite yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Had expressed confidence that Logan would be a contender for an Academy Award nomination. Uh, absolutely, she said. The way it combines classic storytelling with superhero lore is brilliant. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, there was some thought that Patrick Stewart could have won a, a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, that didn't happen. Fine. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Logan produced a Hutch Parker. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, Logan producer Hutch Parker said, The fact that Patrick has not received those kinds of acknowledgments is astounding to me. Agreed. Uh, and then Mangold said, If it gave Patrick freedom that he hasn't had, certainly, certainly in these kinds of films, Patrick attacked this thing with ferocity. 
about playing child's weaknesses as well as his strength. He wasn't worried about the vanity of it. He definitely did look rough. He was he was fantastic in the movie. He just that's, that's, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, there was Logan was also nominated for an award from the Writers Guild of of America. I remember that. And some other awards within the film in industry. But wait, what was I thinking of then? That one? I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So will it win? Who knows? Should it win? We certainly think so. Sure do. It was a great, fantastic movie, and it really blew me away. I like, and I like that it did something different with the genre. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Shake it up. Shake it up, because you can you can adapt any kind of story. As a as a comic character yeah. story, yeah, they do it all the time in the comics. Well, now that well, now that we've uh, good, good movies, good movies, we'll move to the bad ones. Bad ones. Okay, you guys hear? You guys echo. hear? An echo? Nope. Echo. Echo. Yes, I am yes, hearing the echo am. as well. Yes. Uh, not. It's that crazy internet. Everything's. It's weird how things work fine on one show, and then they go nuts on another show, or they'll or they're fine completely here, and then all of a sudden just go nuts. Yeah. All right. I think I'm back to normal now. This is off of fanfest.com, and we've heard the good movies. Now we're going to hear the bad. The uh, Razzies have also came out with their. Okay. You still there? Yeah. Okay. Somebody's internet playing something. No. What was that? I have no idea. I thought when I heard the booze, I thought that Mike was like playing a drop or something. Then it kept going. I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> of course, I'm not hearing it at all. You didn't hear that? No. Wow. Strange things afoot. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Try this again. <laughs> <clears throat> hand in hand with the Oscar nomination come the Razzie nominations. I love um, Yes. There is uh, plenty to pick from this year. For worst picture, we've got Baywatch, <laughs> the movie, <laughs> Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummy, and Transformers Last Night. I have only seen The Mummy, I am happy to say. Uh, I saw Trans- I saw Transformers. It deserves to be in the... Yeah, it was bad. I have not I have not uh, tortured myself with that movie yet. But at least it didn't kill like a franchise like The Mummy did. <laughs> <It's always> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That killed a whole universe. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway. Yes. We're going to uh, Worst Actress, and uh, according to FanFest, the one that got him the worst was Emma Watson for Worst Actress in the Circle. And we also have Tyler Perry and Boot 2, a Medea Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence and Mother, Dakota Johnson in Fifty Shades Darker, and Campbell and Unforgettable. I thought that Mother was supposed to be like some kind of artsy movie that everybody, all the fans and critics liked. Uh, it was supposed to be, but that's not what it turned out to be. <laughs> no. Weird. I don't know. I haven't seen any of these movies, but I have heard bad things about all of them. Yep. For worst actor, we have Tom Cruise from The Mummy. Yeah, uh, no surprise. Yeah, I heard the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh-huh. Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades Darker, Zac Efron from Baywatch, and Mark Wahlberg. He has uh, from two movies: Daddy's Home Two and Transformers: The Last Night. Now that's a special kind of talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In two movies, I've seen the Mummy and the Pirates of the Caribbean, and right. I got I to go with the Mummy on that one. <laughs> for worst supporting actor, we have uh, Javier Bardem for Mother, 
Pirates of the Caribbean and Dead Men Tell No Tales. Mm. <laughs> Russell Crowe, The Mummy. Yeah. Josh Jamal, Transformers, Last Night. Mel Gibson, Daddy's Home 2. And Anthony Hopkins, oh, it's so sad, from Collide and Transformers, <laughs> Last Night. If you wow. remember him from Transformers, Last Night. Yes. No surprise. <laughs> he is just, wow. I think he's taking paychecks right about now. I mean, <laughs> I don't I even know what that was. I think they were giving him something so he could do that movie after he realized, what am I on? Right. <laughs> we're supporting actress. We have Kim Basinger from Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, Sophia Butella from The Mummy. Right. Laura Haddock from Transformers Last Night. Goldie Hawn Snatch. And Susan Sarandon on Bad Mom's Christmas. How the Great Have Fallen. <laughs> the Worst Screen Combo. Any combination of two characters, two sex toys, or two sexual positions. Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Any combination of two humans, two robots, or two explosions, Transformers, last night. (laughs) (laughs) Any two obnoxious emojis, the emoji movie. Johnny Depp and his worn out drunk routine. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. <laughs> Tyler Perry in either the ratty old dress or worn out wig. Boo to a Halloween. <laughs> Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel? Baywatch, Boo to a Medea Halloween, Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummy, and Transformers The Last Night. <laughs> Then we have Worst Director, Darren Anofsky for Mother, Michael Bay, Transformers The Last Night, James Foley, Fifty Shades Darker, Alan Kurtzman, The Mummy, and Anthony Tony Leonidas for The Emoji Movie. Even though I've only seen The Mummy, I just automatically want to give that to Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. I well agree. Deserved. And last but not least, we have Worst Screenplay, Baywatch, The Emoji Movie, Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummies, and Transformers The Last Night. I would say give this one to the Emoji Movie. Really? Yeah. Think about it. The Emoji Movie is what led to the popularity of the poop emoji. Right. <laughs> Played by Patrick Stewart. Was it? Yep. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, how about some happy news, maybe? Do we have some? There's, there is uh, a report that there's a Mighty Ducks TV series in early development. <laughs> Don't know what channel this is going to, but this is from Yahoo Sports. Believe it or not, it looks like Gordon Bombay might be the old, might be getting the old gang back together one more time. According to the Hollywood Reporter, a TV series based on the Mighty Ducks is in its early stage of development by ABC Signature Studios. Uh, no network is currently attached, um, which ha- which was brought to ABC Signature Studios by two of the original creators, screenwriter Stephen Brill and producer Jordan Kerner. It's unknown whether it'll be some sort of beer league sequel or a kid-centric, kid-centric reboot. Um, as the scripts have yet to be written, but there's also no word on whether Emilio Estevez will be back behind the bench, or Joshua Jackson will be triple deking his way to glory, or if Keenan Thompson will still be ripping knuckle pucks. Uh, this will be the first time the franchise has been, was brought to tell. This is not the first time the franchise has been brought to television. Who can forget the 1990s animated movie or animated series? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Um. 
Then this last comment, hockey hockey isn't hugely popular in the United States, which probably explains the complete lack of fictional hockey programming on TV. So there's definitely some risk in producing a Mighty Ducks series in 2018. Um, Is there any other sports shows on TV? (laughs) Non-reality? I don't think so. Yeah, so. And and to say hockey is not popular in, in in the U.S., I think it depends mm. on where you go. Oh yeah, it's I mean, wicked up here in Boston. Mm-hmm. It is in the Detroit area, even with the Wings losing. Yeah, even if the Wings are pointless this year. <laughs> um, but I mean, you, you go someplace like Colorado, where despite their losing streak, which <laughs> they won ten in a row until they lost their game eleven. Um, they're making a comeback. Fans are, are still headed, headed strong. Dallas by surprise. Dallas and Tampa, believe it or not, keeps the crowd. Um, this year, the Florida Panthers are doing okay, drawing crowds in. I mean, 90% of the, the hockey cities, the crowds are doing well. I mean, who knew Vegas would be doing so well in their first year? Oh, yeah. They got a, built a great team. Yeah, they were actually given a chance to build a great team through expansion mm-hmm. draft. But, I mean, still, to, to say hockey's not okay yeah if you go top four people are going to rank nfl baseball nba then hockey but and maybe even throw mls above hockey mm-hmm. but depending on where you're at in the country hockey's still going to hold heavy 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 spot so i i think a mighty ducks tv show because the movies i mean they did fairly well yeah i i, I think they will i think they will a tv series depending on where it goes and could, doesn't be, a could be different too What's that? Doesn't Disney own the name? Um, I think Disney owns the Mighty Ducks name for broadcast, like for for film and television. Okay. For sports, uh, the Anaheim Ducks are just that. They changed their name. Uh, The new owners, when they bought from Disney, changed the name to the Anaheim Ducks so they could get away from the, the Mighty moniker. Or, the, oh, or yeah. any or Disney. any Disney um, tie-in, you know, trying to separate themselves from Disney. So they might have some Disney movie behind or money behind them too for promotion and stuff like that. So yeah, could do all- yeah, I think it could do all right. So and it's not like Estevez is doing a ton of stuff right now. No. <laughs> so uh, sure. How's it look though? So we got a potential hockey show, sports show coming back. What about superhero shows? Well. Take just a moment and think about all of the superhero shows that there are right now. It's quite a few. Yeah. So, uh, of course, that leads some people to wonder about a thing called superhero fatigue, uh, which is, you know, the point when people say, all right, enough's enough, no more superheroes, it's oversaturated, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, just a little. CW has taken its own steps to hopefully keep audiences from getting the superhero fatigue, and that is uh, they limit the number of superhero dramas that air at one time to four, which is why they have switched around Legends, uh, not switched, but you know, did their little thing with Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. Um, and they started with Arrow back in 2012, and then they added The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and just this month, Black Lightning, which just premiered. 
Um, and there's been some some ratings drops. Um, Bloomberg noted that ratings in the 18 to 49 demographic have dipped 7.5% this season, uh, although they're saying that that's consistent with last season's numbers when you consider streaming and DVR audiences. So the president of the CW, Mark Pedowitz, has decided not to air any more than four superhero shows at one time, which they said explains why Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow are making their little switch there, where Supergirl is going to go on hiatus and then Legends is going to play out their season. Uh, but he doesn't he doesn't foresee the current demand for superheroes coming to an end soon. He said, the audience will tell you when the fatigue has set in. If you have a quality show or a fun show, the audience will stay with it. And uh, some proof of that is uh, the aforementioned Black Lightning, which uh, its premiere drew in over 2.31 million viewers. Um, and I believe that was the highest rated uh premiere on the network if i remember they say it was like within two years i think then we say that mentioned that last week yeah something like that yeah so uh there's it looks like there's still room for more superheroes it's just what you do with them Mm -hmm. like like black lightning did you have you guys watched black lightning not still not yet it had it. it I, I liked it. It was good. Um, it kind of had a. It felt a little, a little fresh, a little different than the typical, you know, like CW Arrowverse shows. We'll see if it's if it, you know, if it stays that way. But so far, I kind of liked it. Good. Saw my DVR. I definitely gotta get to check it out. Yeah. Same here. I like. I I definitely like the guy who's playing Black Lightning. He's pretty interesting. And I like the uh, retired superhero who comes back take. We haven't really seen a whole lot of that on on TV. I, I think the closest we saw that was uh, Wildcat in the Arrowverse, or in Arrow. Before he got taken out to Felicity. Yeah. <laughs> or no, it was... Uh, uh, no. I wanted to teach her to fight. was uh, Lance. Well, it's funny. <clears throat> it's actually good that Black Lightning did so well because if you look at some other things like um, Marvel's Inhumans, mm-hmm. which was just a bad show, but it failed so miserably that that could that could have set some executives in a panic. That was a bad script, really bad script. Bad everything. It was badly executed too. Yeah. Yeah. Now Runaways, oh. on the other hand, I've been hearing that's good. Uh, Runaways was wonderful. I do not, unfortunately, have Hulu, but either. But there's still a way of seeing it. So that's the thing. Like after Inhumans, it's good to see that that there's still some life in some other shows. Yeah, like Black well, Lights and Runaways. Well, you got. I was on vacation last week and uh, watched the uh, Gifted, and that was really good. That was dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really dark. Well, you also got. Well, you also got. Take a look too. You got, got, um, you got um, Cloak and Dagger coming. Cloak and Dagger coming. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing I'm that. Hearing that. Yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, that I'm echo hearing again. that same echo again. <laughs> oh, weird. I have not. Okay, we have some Jessica Jones news coming out for season two. Oh, that's cool. As, as they're gearing up, finally. Uh, Netflix. We have a premiere date, which is March eighth. Wasn't this the show that uh, Jules hated and we all liked? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, looks like they're going to be March eighth with thirteen one-hour episodes. 
How many episodes? 13. Okay, just like last time. Mm-hmm. And this so. uh, picked up after the last season, after she killed Kilgrave, and now she's known throughout the city as a super-powered killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. And a new case for, makes her reluctantly confront who she really is, and digging deeper into her past to explore the reasons why. And showrunner Melissa Rosenberg told Empire, we're digging deeper into Jessica's character, and this season we are peeling back even more layers, revealing more about the experience that may have shaped her present-day life. Interesting. Yeah. I'll get out of your head, Derek. <laughs> but the uh, trailer is out on uh, YouTube. Want to check it out for season two? It looks good. Yeah. I have to do that. I didn't realize the trailer was out. Yeah, I just saw it yesterday, I think. Well, that's cool. So, uh, Ryan Reynolds is in the news again. <laughs> and it's because he he's helping develop a Clue reboot as Fox as part of a three-year deal. Weird. How how insane is that? Do, do we need a Clue reboot? Not really. <laughs> so, um... That's like out of nowhere. Yeah. So this is all part of it. You know, is he more Mr. Green, more Colonel Mustard? Well, of course, if we're doing Deadpool, he'd be more Professor Plum. Um, because the Life Star is also going to both lead and produce a Clue reboot, uh, revisiting the still warm co- uh, corpse of Mr. Body. Uh, this news comes via Deadline. Of course, we're getting this from Den of Geek, uh, which reported that. Reynolds Maximum Effort Production Company has inked a three-year first-look deal with Fox that produces his game-changing Deadpool film. Uh, the result of this deal is any projects developed by Reynolds' label for him to produce and or star in will be given a first-look opportunity to produce and distribute by Fox, soon to be Fox Disney or Disney Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if part of this deal is um, it's because of maybe hoping to be in good graces with Disney, so to speak, and help produce a little bit more family-friendly in order to allow him to keep doing the Deadpool. Could be. Um, Reynolds is sticking close with Fox. Also makes sense because Reynolds is currently set up at the studio for a series of upcoming blockbusters, including Deadpool 2 and Drew Goddard's X-Force. The first film in this deal is Clue which will be a completely new adaptation of the Hasbro board game. Additionally, the project reunites Reynolds with his Deadpool screenwriters, Rhett Reese and Paul Rennick. Um, the, depending on, on the ending you're watching, uh, wait, with all Spark pictures, Hasbro's film division also attached, the movie will likely differ a great deal from the 1985 cult classic adaptation that, depending on the ending you're watching, features Tim Curry as Wadsworth, the butler, tasked with figuring out which of the six color-coded suspects in an old drafty mansion did the deed of doing Mr. Body in. Or if you get the, the DVD Blu-ray, all the endings are right there. And I could easily see the original clue back in the theaters in a Rocky Horror Picture Show fashion with audio oh, anticipation. Yeah. And did anyone ever notice what the theme song was for Clue? Or at least the song at the end of the credits? Or for the end credits? Nope. Shake, rattle, and roll? <laughs> hmm. What do you do with dice in that game? You shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> my uh, my wife's, one of my wife's friends, that's her absolute favorite movie. Oh, it's a great so, film. So when we uh, we found out about about this, we we sent her a, a message. Hey, what do you think of this? And she's like, I don't know what to think. So let's move on, shall we? Indeed, we shall. 
We shall move on up, up, and away. <clears throat> so, uh, if you watched the uh, Robert Kirkman Secret History of Comics, uh, there was an episode about the creators of Superman, Jerry Siegel and Joe yeah. Schuster. And what a st- what an unbelievable story! Um, they created Superman back in 1938, which means that this is the 80th anniversary of the Man of Steel. And Action Comics is going to be hitting issue number 1,000. So uh, it's a big, big milestone. Yeah. In which he gets his red trunks back. Yes, exactly. I was just about to say that. Uh, <laughs> to celebrate the occasion, DC is doing more than just bringing back Superman's red trunks. Uh, they're going to be pub- publishing a long-lost Superman story by Siegel and Schuster that many fans never even knew about. So uh, I found this story on Nerdist, but it, they got it from CBR, who got it from... In <laughs> uh, Action Comics number 1000, 80 Years of Superman hardcover. That's going to be a hell of a book. Yeah, it is. Uh, it will feature a Siegel and Schuster story called Too Many Heroes, which is a 12-page tale that appears to find Superman overwhelmed by ordinary citizens taking his heroics into their own hands. And as fun as that sounds, the story of how these pages were discovered is just as interesting. And they have uh, on the Nerdist site, they have an image uh, one of the pages from the story, and it's just classic old Superman. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. I hope they don't color it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so the story goes, many decades ago, a young DC fan named Marv Wolfman, hmm, hmm. that sounds, uh, visited the company's office and was given these pages as a gift. At the time, original art wasn't returned to the artist, which is a shame, and it was instead given away or thrown out. That's a real shame. Yeah, it is. Uh, that same Marv Wolfman eventually went on to write Superman comics and several other DC titles, including his most famous con- contributions to the Teen Titans. Wolfman still has the original pages, has lent the art back to DC for this book. Wow. It's unclear if Schuster actually drew the pages as he employed a studio of artists who could emulate his style, but this find is nevertheless almost worth a hardcover of its own. Uh, so the Action Comics number 1080 Years of Superman, again, it's a hardcover, uh, is going to be released on April 19th. And it's going to feature essays about Superman by various authors, another new story by iconic creators Paul Levitz and Neil Adams. Ah, happy nice. And a contribution from Siegel's daughter, Laura Siegel Larson, as well as reprints of classic Superman stories from the past eight decades. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, on that note, too, Marv Wolfman's also doing a one-shot um, Titans issue yeah, as well. Yeah, it was this week's. It was this week's Titans. So. And he's uh, coming out with another uh, Raven miniseries as well. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Another five-parter. Yeah. So. I wonder if... It makes you wonder if when he got the... When he got those pages as a gift, if he realized what he had mm-hmm. at time... I don't know. Probably not. Uh, probably not. They might, you know, might have gotten him and said, "Oh, this is nice, some old artwork and stuff," and not realized it was an actual story nobody had ever seen before. Right. Right. I love stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. That thing's that got thing's a, got a cash. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Especially if they could find a way to figure if it was really from Siegel or not. Oh yeah. Yep. 
So, uh, staying on DC into things, I guess let's hit our final story of the of the night. Yeah, going back to the Oscar talk. This is from Variety.com and about a little movie named Wonder Woman that earned. $820 million worldwide, but it was snubbed by the motion picture arts and science voters Tuesday as a box office sensation came away without one nomination for an Oscar. Boo. Wow. Yep. You would think it would have gotten something. Yep. It was tabbed as a serious contender for Best Picture Honors after receiving one of 11 nominations for the Producers Guild of America, Daryl F. Zenek Award. The movie was also listed as one of the America's Film Institute's top 10 films of 2017 so, and uh, I was to say even if they don't even if it doesn't get a, a best picture what you know even some of the smaller categories like visual effects the hair hair and makeup one I mean sound mixing oh yeah yeah both uh, Jenkins the director and Gal Gadot uh, the star are in buzz for best director and actress but they got nothing see that that's the that's the problem with the, with the Oscars it's such a, a hoity-toity type Mm -hmm. that's why a geek film will truly never ever get nominated for an oscar oh yeah i mean such a big deal that logan got nominated well Uh, okay for for best picture i mean it would have to really be be something in order to get it Mm -hmm. i think i think um get out and uh the uh shape of water are the closest we could get to to a genre film actually getting yeah, and, but even then, they're not really necessarily like pure genre, right? Mm-hmm. So it it makes it interesting. So mm-hmm. I have it's to, work. yeah. It's I don't know. I mean, the geek revolution is not going anywhere, but you know, it's how it, it feels like Hollywood's still trying to, in many ways, keep the revolution down. Mm-hmm. It's not keeping the viewers down, and made almost a billion dollars. Yeah, that's why we do the weebies. Mm-hmm. So, and be the voice of fan. Yep. So that's going to bring us close to to the end. Any final thoughts? I am tapped out. I had a thought, but then that train left the station. Did it leave like an attack of a killer donut? <laughs> Not quite. Okay. But we did review that on Keepers of the Fringe. Ah. If interested. Uh, I, I'm going to give a plug to Wookiee Radio. 50 episodes now on in the can and our 50th episode was with what i say my dealer (laughs) john tyler christopher the action figure variant cover artist for marvel so and he was a lot of fun to talk yeah yeah he was go to his website this week uh hopefully if we get this up on Thursday, um, Thursday evening, the Luke Skywalker action figure variant wa- uh, cover for Eps for issue forty was will be his exclusive uh, first one of four for the year. So we'll have to yeah get your get your shot at that. So they ran a lot of uh, things to do variant covers out of. Um, no, he said he's actually got uh, what do you say? The there's quite a bit of. Um, Have you seen all the Star Wars toys out there? Yeah, he they're just slowly starting to wrap up um, Empire Strikes Back and getting ready to go into the Return of the Jedi line. Oh, okay, so uh, that'll be interesting to see see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, other than that, I don't think I have anything else. I guess we're all covered. 
I guess so. Tech glitches and all, which are don't know how to still try and figure out how to get get the i don't know if it's the internet i don't know yeah but it's part of life you would hear it on the radio you're gonna hear it here because just that's how we roll so on that note only thing we could say now is want to know more So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.